We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. Good morning and a happy Labor Day weekend to everyone. I'm Pastor Matt Youngblood-Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in beautiful South St. Louis. And I am Pastor Jolly John Lekumski, uh coming to you from Northfield, Minnesota, where the high today will be 71 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> Don't rub it in, John. Oh, my goodness. Well, That's almost but, cold, though, this time of year. I, I know. I was going to say, yeah, you can tell the temperature's changing. They haven't told me when it starts to snow here yet, but... <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get out before it does, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We'll be long. We'll be heading back down south. Very good. Um, say, Matt, oh, by the way, this is... Wrestling, wrestling with, with the, the basics. basics. I have a, I have a real quick thought to share with you, if, if I might. Oh, good. I, I was hoping I, you would. I, well, I have. A, I think I have an insight. Would, would you agree with me that, 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 that we all like we, we want to go back to the good old days, right? Oh yeah, go the back. good old days. Sure. Uh, uh, now, in fact, I know it even better than you. I don't know if I live to see the good old days, John. I was born <laughs> after the good old days. <laughs> That's what I was. I was wondering. <laughs> so you don't remember the good old days at all. <laughs> <laughs> they sound nice. <laughs> well, you know, we, 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 there, it seemed like there, there was more morality in our country. Uh, we had more focus of God in our country. We were one nation under God. We, we didn't fight so much. Republicans and Democrats kind of even got along with each other rather than all this red and blue uh, tension we have. And I think I found out where we went wrong, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Grandpa John, where did we go wrong? <laughs> okay, yes, yes, uh, youngster Matt there, young blood. Uh, uh, did you know? So, so we've been doing we've been doing these great lectures uh, since I, we're, we're retired now, and and one of these lectures brought up the fact. Did you know that people didn't use they they people didn't eat broccoli? Did you know that? <laughs> Is that right? No, I did not know that. There was a time in, in this country where people didn't eat broccoli. So it was more or less just a weed that people were trying to get rid of? Or? I, I don't even think we knew what broccoli was. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> and sure. And we were better for it. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, I'm thinking, I, I haven't done a real close historical study yet, but I'll be willing to bet you that when people started eating broccoli, then things began to go downhill. <laughs> the beginning and the end. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and and I know for sure it is a slippery slope because think about it. We started eating broccoli and now we're eating kale. <laughs> really? <laughs> what is this world coming to? <laughs> and we got quinoa and, and stuff. I don't even know what it is. So I'm just thinking <laughs> someone someone with more time than I should should investigate that because I'm really thinking that's where everything started to fall apart. Yeah, I can't even remember a time when kale was just more or less to, to decorate salad bars, right? Not to be eaten. It was more that's just right. a, a decoration, a greenery, a filler. When you went to the old country buffet, that's what it was. It just make it. And now, so I don't know. No wonder we've got the problems we have, people. That's right. Well, you know, it's it, so. even biblical. Things are going to go from bad to, to worse in some respects. So from broccoli to kale to quinoa. 
That's right. Yeah, and 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 Dami, and Dami, what is that? Uh, is I don't know. That? I think they're making things know. up now. I don't. Know. And uh, just think about it. You don't find any of those things in the Bible, do you? That's my. <laughs> that's that's going to be my final point. You don't see any of those things in the Bible. If God wanted us to eat broccoli, it would have been in the commandments. <laughs> trust me. So, all right. Don't you know sarcasm but, when you hear it. <laughs> I thought I'd play that just in case some of our listeners were wondering. <laughs> That's right. Oh, boy. So you brought this up, so so don't blame me. <laughs> All right, what I do okay. now. Well, you brought up the fact yes. that the Pope has changed the uh, Lord's Prayer in terms of the petition, lead us not into temptation. And I thought we should maybe reflect on that a little bit more. Yeah, Is think, that all right? I think that's great because we, we brought that up as part of the conversation, but now maybe we can zero in on that a little bit because that is a significant change that he's made. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's especially what part of the world you're living in. If you're over in Europe, especially in Italy, boy, it's a, a change that's already taken place, right? Yes, yep, exactly. Uh, and, in fact, so I did a little more research on this, and, and to get everything absolutely accurate, in the English-speaking countries, that change has not been accepted. Uh, the yes. bishops there of England, no, they're, they're sticking with the translation that we have. But you're right, in, in the Italian translation, uh, the change has already been made. Uh, but but see, that's the thing that interested me too, Matt, because I, I think the stuff we're reading here, what I'm looking here, um, where is the translation? Uh, Do not let us fall into yes. temptation. yes. Do not let us fall into temptation rather than uh, lead us not into temptation. But actually, uh, th that's not what it said in the Italian. What it said in the Italian is do not abandon us to temptation. Um, so I'm not quite sure where this do not let us fall into temptation comes from. Although I, I didn't realize this, Matt. It's already been changed in France. It was changed last year already in France. Yeah, yeah. The French and the, the, the Italians at the very least have made the change. Yeah, you're right. But again, in the English-speaking world, not yet. So if some of our listeners, uh, you know, maybe Roman Catholic, they're like, what are these guys talking about? We don't say that in Mass. But well, the change hasn't occurred here. But boy, the, the Pope seems to be advocating for it uh, worldwide, from what I understand so, so the, the the interesting thing though that's happened is, is the the Pope has acknowledged that it really is up to the regional bishops mm -hmm, to do what mm -hmm. they want to do with this. Uh, so, so the the uh, the uh, French bishops already changed it to "Do not let us enter into temptation." So, if you were in France today, praying the Lord's Prayer within a church service, that's what you'd say: "Do not let us enter into temptation." Uh, the the missal for the uh, Roman churches, the Italian churches, is do not uh, do not abandon us to temptation. Uh, and, but so, it's, what do you think about that? What do you think about the Pope changing <laughs> changing the words of the Lord Prayer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good question. Uh, I think that it's perhaps well intended, and in some respects, I think that it even um, reflects to a certain extent, even better, perhaps, what the meaning is behind those words of the Lord's Prayer, in terms that, as, as we say as Lutheran Christians and the small catechism so clear on, you know, God tempts no one. You know, that's something that maybe some of us have even committed to memory from our catechism and, and confirmation instruction, uh, God tempts no one. So I think the Pope's change is trying to, to punctuate that fact, which is correct, but yet uh, to actually change the words of Christ as recorded in the New Testament and in that original Greek language of the New Testament, uh, that seems like uh, something that could be a, a problem, and I would say even is a problem, and could perhaps even lead to other problems. Um, I, 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 you shared me an article with me, John. I just I thought the, the one line, it was pretty good. Um, 
It says, it sounds as if uh, the Pope doesn't like the translation. It's the sentiment that he thinks that Christ is not being Christian enough. Which <laughs> I find kind of ironic. Yeah, so we need to change Jesus' words because, Jesus, you're not being quite Christian enough. Saying what you really should be saying there in the Lord's Prayer, or really meaning in the Lord's Prayer. And, and when we try to do that, uh, I think that can become pretty problematic. Well, and, and so I find myself kind of divided uh, because, as you said, and, and, and we're, we're Lutherans, we, we've come out, we're not hiding that fact. Uh, um, and the small catechism affirms what James says, God indeed tempts no one. Uh, I thought it was interesting in Luther's large catechism, he essentially says the same things the Pope says. Here's a, here's a couple of quotes uh, commenting on the petition, lead us not to temptation. But here we pray that we may not fall into and be overwhelmed by temptations. And again, Luther paraphrases the Lord's Prayer and says, we appeal to God from our hearts saying, Dear Father, thou hast bidden me to pray, let me not fall through temptation. Uh, so it's almost like Luther says, yeah, that that's an important point to make. But, but the question is, like you say, because Luther didn't do that, though. He doesn't change the words. He just kind of comments on what those words mean. And it is kind of, it does bother me. Uh, um, and here's what bothers me, Matt, because there's lots of hard passages in yes. the Bible. So we're going to just start doing that with it. Well, here's the one that struck me, because I was talking to you about this. The book of Job. That's a tough book. That is a tough one. Maybe we should just leave it out. <laughs> <laughs> right? Or just change then what we, it says. <laughs> no. Well, we wouldn't have to wrestle with this God who apparently yep. does lead yep. people into temptation. In fact, who says to the devil, hey, look at this guy. I bet you can't do anything to him. Just leave me out of it, God. <laughs> when you and the devil are arguing, don't make me part of the, <laughs> that, that discussion. Um, so, so anyway, that that was the thing. I think. See, I I love the fact that Job is in there, Matt. Yes, because it shows the people that put together the canon just want to give you what the Word of God says, even if maybe it's a little hard for us to mm -hmm. grasp. Mm -hmm. And when Matthew and Luke, I got the guys right, was it? It was Matthew and Luke, wasn't it, who put the Lord's Prayer? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I believe so, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, it is, Matthew and Luke. Um, again, Luke. they said, you know, they, yeah, Jesus isn't being Christian enough here. <laughs> Maybe we'll just leave that out. Uh, but they don't. They, they include what obviously must have been to them a very difficult petition as well. Uh, and what strikes me is they have it word for word. You know, there's some differences in, in the record of the Lord's Prayer. And I think it's striking that that particular petition, no, it's word for word. And I think that's because they were thinking, this is a tough one, uh, but but it's what Jesus said, and that's what we're going to record. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I mean, we I, call it the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray, and we want to pray it the way he taught us to pray it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And maybe maybe that's supposed to be that way, that we get to that petition and we— Maybe we've kind of drifted off there. Oh, yeah, forgive us our sins as we forgive others. Oh, wait a second. Now, what do you mean by this? Lead us not into temptation. Yeah. And I, so, so when, go ahead, man. I'm sorry. Well, I, I think you're, I just want to affirm what you're saying. You know, the, the name of this uh, radio show is Wrestling with the Basics. And so, oh, yeah. so much of what we do is just exactly what you said. We take these basic teachings of Scripture, including perhaps the Lord's Prayer, and we wrestle with it. We try to, to, to unpack it. We try to understand what is God saying here. And sometimes that is hard work. Uh, but I think that the Lord's Prayer gives us an opportunity as pastors, as, as parents who teach their children the Lord's Prayer, hopefully too, uh, to really unpack what it's saying. 
to wrestle with it. And hopefully it's it's a teaching moment. So rather than changing the wording just so the teaching's kind of done and you don't have to worry about it or really give much explanation, it's said, no, keep it the way Jesus wanted it. That's how he taught it. But now let's do the hard work of of teaching it, explaining it, unpacking it so that we have a good understanding of it. Matt, boy, I, I really like that thought because when you simplify it, it's so easy for it to go in one ear and out the yeah. other. Oh, yeah, I know what that means. Uh, but but when you leave it with the, the difficult phrasing, then you do. Then you have, oh, let's think about this. And, and like you say, an opportunity to say, what does this mean? Uh, as Luther says over and over again in, in the Catechism. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you want to just take a look at the text itself to start? Maybe that's where we, as sure, we wrestle with this. I don't know that we're going to come to any great conclusions here, but we, like you said, we just want to wrestle with what the Lord has given us. So, so what does the exact text say, Matt, do you know? Okay, so here, it, well, the text, like you said, is in Luke and in Matthew. So it's in Luke 11 and then Matthew chapter 6. And so uh, it says, and lead and not lead, okay, and not lead. In other words, uh, carry or bring us. Yeah, it's pharaoh, I think. It's pharaoh, the Greek word. Yeah, yeah, us into temptation. Uh, And uh, perismon is the Greek word there, right? To test. Right, and, and so, so yeah, so the two things that struck me is, first of all, it could very well, and I don't know why no translation does, it could say, and not carry us into temptation mm-hmm, or bring mm-hmm, us into mm-hmm. temptation. Um, lead, carry, bring, I, I, I don't know. Does that make a difference, you think, Matt? Or? But I, I think they're all basically the same sense. I mean, it, you know, it, again, it's uh, the admonition is to don't do this, don't lead us, carry us, bring us into that temptation. So, um, you know, it's a petition, a, really a cry out to God uh, that he would not do that. Yeah, so, so the or, tension's there, whatever yes. word you use, carry, bring, or lead, because he's the operative, he's the one doing it. Although I did think it's interesting that the word, uh, peri, perismon, am I saying that right? Yeah, it looks like it. Okay, uh, that that word doesn't, see, when we hear temptation right away, we think of devilish kind of things, mm-hmm. right? We think mm-hmm. of sin and, and, and wickedness, I think, uh, whereas the word there could carry the weight simply of something that is a trial, a tribulation, a test as it were, and maybe that helps with the understanding of it, that, that it's not—certainly God would not do what the devil does. The devil certainly wants to lead us into temptation in the sense of that which is evil and wicked, and, and certainly whatever God is doing here, it's not intended to be evil or wicked, uh, but it could very well be a test. There's no doubt it could be a trial. Um, in fact, here's the thing. Read the, read the passage, that, of course, that, that it seems to contradict— uh, okay. James from, 1, 12 through 15. Yeah. You want to read that yeah, passage? Yeah, so from the there? book of James, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. For See, when, that's the word there, yeah. I believe. I believe that's the same word, yeah. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it is conceived, gives birth to sin, and see when it is fully grown, brings birth to death. So, so the, the, the thing that struck me there is, is uh, let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted with evil. All right, so God doesn't get tempted. He's not going to do what's bad or wicked. You don't need to worry about that. The devil isn't going to come and, well, we saw that. The devil tried to tempt him to evil, but he, God wouldn't do that. Um, but I think that goes into the next phrase, that he himself tempts no one. And I think yes. you could add the phrase to evil, 
uh, don't you think that the parallel would be mm -hmm. God's not tempted by evil and God wouldn't tempt anyone else yes. with evil. So, so we're not saying when we say lead us not into temptation that God in any way would tempt you to do what is wrong or wicked. Uh, but I do think we could say God does allow people to be tested and to be tried. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I, I think as you pointed out, though, for with a purpose, with a purpose in mind, and the purpose isn't for evil or to lead us away from him uh, like the devil would do, but it's a greater purpose to, to strengthen faith, to build character, to give us hope. So so let's let's give a few examples. Sure. Now, do you think because I, I I read commentaries and, and and there was a disagreement. Do you think Adam and Eve is an example of God testing? Uh, I think yes. I I think uh, perhaps so that he gives that clear word. Uh, they disobey that word to not eat the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Uh, they are then banished from the garden, and they can't eat from the tree of life, which is really a thing of, of grace. But then they are given that promise of a Savior. So are they going to believe God's word? They, 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 met, they failed the test, right, in the garden. They didn't believe the word. They disobeyed. But what about this greater word, even, this word of gospel in, that we hear in Genesis chapter 3? Um, are they going to believe that? So, so I like that because I think it fits what we're saying. So, so God's not want evil from them. No, God wants good. He gives them a good word. Don't don't eat of this tree. That'll kill you. You can eat of every other tree. That that's not a. But you're right. The devil comes in then uh, with his evil intent, with his true temptation, yep. and he takes what was essentially a good thing and makes it into a harmful thing. Although God just turns around and makes it a blessing. I'm still going to love you. I'm still going to forgive you. Even that is not going to separate you. Yeah, I think um, that's a great example of God tempts no one, and yet we see the devil doing exactly that. He's tempting Adam and Eve uh, with that most famous of temptations. So we, we've got we got Abraham, uh, Genesis 22.1. Do you have that, Matt? Yeah, yeah. Uh, after these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here am I. So there we got a clear example of God testing Abraham, but again, not not, but it seems like evil, doesn't it? If God comes and says, I want you to sacrifice your son, yeah. that seems... At the time, like, yep. Yeah, <clears throat> but then we see, no, 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 because God really, he did not intend evil, he did not intend wickedness, he didn't really want the son Isaac, but it was a thing to, to strengthen the faith of, of Abraham. Uh, Exodus 20, verse 20, you have the same thing going on with the people of Israel. Yeah, Moses said to the people, do not fear, for God has come to test you, that the fear of him may be before you, that you may not sin. So it's a, and I like that passage because it shows the total difference between what God does in testing and what the devil does in testing. Because the devil always wants you to sin. That's the yep. point. Yep. If God does a testing, no, it's that you might not sin, that you might actually be strengthened in your faith. Uh, um, and then, of course, we got Job, uh, which oh. Oh, I don't know. It just, it's, it's just, it's so. So if testing is good, then. Can we say that, Matt? In, that when, if, God, when God is the one doing it, yes, testing can be for our good. So then let me ask you the tough question. Why are we praying, lead us not into temptation? <laughs> <laughs> I know. And, and see, that's the struggle here. And that's that's what we're wrestling with, right? Um, yeah. But I, I do like what you brought up, again, in the large catechism that and Luther, uh, that we may not fall into, right, temptation yeah. or be overwhelmed by them. And I, I think, too, that um, from James, pulling that in 
with it as well that each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. So in, in some ways, the temptation has its root in, well, the devil, but also our own sinful flesh that we lead ourselves. We do a pretty good job of leading ourselves into temptation um, with their own sinful self. So in this prayer, praying that God would not let us fall into that temptation from the devil, from our own sinful flesh. Yeah, and see, I really like that, Matt. I, I, now, as we wrestle with that, I, that that makes sense to me. So, so you've got the petition before, Father, forgive us our trespasses mm-hmm, as we mm-hmm. forgive those. So we, we know the past, and we know that we're sinners, and so God, take care of that. In fact, we know you'll take care of it because you told us we can pray for that forgiveness, and you wouldn't ask us to pray for something you weren't prepared to do. And then in the next petition, we look to the future, and we see, yeah, that could happen again. <laughs> And in fact, I, I, I think you're right. I think that's the point of James. This is what happens. This is what happens not just because of the devil, but it happens because of our own sinful flesh. And so I kind of see in the petition a confession in a way. It's a confession to the Lord that I'm a sinner. I, I do this really easily. It's like falling off a log for me. So please, Lord, please, please, please don't. Don't you have anything to do with that. Do not lead me into this temptation, into this testing, because without you, I, I will surely fell. <laughs> fell. Fall, fall. <laughs> we know what you mean. But yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think so. And, and again, just to bring us back to the words of the small catechism, too, you know, God tempts no one, but we pray in this petition that God would guard and keep us. I like that language, too. Yes. He's not leading us into temptation, but instead he's guarding us, keeping us, doing the exact opposite of leading us. Uh, guard and keep us that the devil, the world, and our flesh may not deceive us or lead us into misbelief or despair, right? Um, yeah, so I, I think we see that unholy trinity there that leads us into temptation, the devil, the world, and our own sinful flesh. So guard and keep us, I think, is part of what we're praying this petition to. So so we'll, we'll let the Pope off on this one. <laughs> 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 not that not that we get to judge. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't call you or me, did he? And no, say, hey, he didn't consult what do you think us. About this, John, Matt, did he? <laughs> uh, uh, certainly, the the idea, and, and I think, in all fairness to the Pope, he he's talking about translation. He he does say that. He doesn't say that the words of Jesus are incorrect, uh, despite what criticism might be made. He is talking about the way these words are translated. And, and and we we do need to affirm that fact. No, God never is going to tempt people to do what is evil or wrong. He just he can't do that for himself. He would not do that to anyone else. But it is a very powerful reminder that, as you said, in uh, the the devil and the world, and yeah, I think the toughest thing is in our flesh too. Yeah, that's that's a really powerful reality. Even as we contemplate the rest of the things we'll do this Saturday, but oh God, lead us not into temptation. Uh, you be the one that delivers us and, and preserves us and guards us. You know, it's interesting. One other thing that I, I learned years ago in some class in seminary, that the, the form of the Greek here is what they call the may prohibitive. Do you remember the may prohibitive, Matt? <laughs> oh, sure, John. Enlighten <laughs> us about that. Go ahead. Well, just, just the, the, <laughs> the, the, the grammatical form here is the, the way you speak when you want to say, you, you, you don't do this. I'm not saying that you do this, but please don't. Yeah. Right, please don't. I'm not suggesting that you would, but 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 I'm just reminding you, I'm praying to you that, that you don't do that. Which well, I Matt, think it's okay. helpful, you know, affirm that God wouldn't do that anyway, but yeah, just, just we're, we're gonna pray that he wouldn't. 
Well, it's a humble confession on yeah. our part that we can easily fall into temptations. So, Lord, please do not lead us that way. Uh, and next week, uh, we'll continue then with um, Second Timothy, right, Matt? We'll yeah, come yeah, back. yeah, yeah, Matt's, uh, Matt. <laughs> uh, Paul's <laughs> final letter to Timothy. So, yeah, yeah, good stuff. And he gets a little more personal next week. So, yeah, join us next Saturday for Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the Basics. Wrestling with the Basics.